Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the New Testament book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when this Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said... Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I said before, Today is Ascension Sunday, which is a special holiday that our church recognizes every year. However, Ascension Sunday and Pentecost, which is next Sunday, are holidays not nearly as popular as Christmas or Easter. No one makes a special effort to attend church on Ascension Sunday, while there are those who attend only on Christmas and Easter. We call them CEOs around here, Christmas and Easter only. But it's not the same on Ascension Sunday. It's not that kind of a day at First Presbyterian Church. It's one of the holy days we don't think as much about. No one puts up a, a tree for Ascension Sunday. There are Easter egg-shaped Reese cups, but nothing like that for Ascension Sunday. Still today is a significant day that reminds us of a significant promise that God makes to us. Today we remember that He ascended into heaven. A phrase we stand and affirm nearly every Sunday in the Apostles' Creed, maybe without thinking a whole lot about it. He ascended into heaven. We say that, but what does it really mean? He ascended into heaven while his disciples were left standing there looking up. They watched as his body lifted off the ground and they were still standing there staring into the heavens even after he was gone from their sight. 
I don't think about this supernatural event described in our second scripture lesson all that often, but it matters. Maybe none of us spend as much time thinking about his ascension as we do his birth at Christmas or his resurrection at Easter, yet saying he ascended into heaven matters for us, especially as we think about the moment when we will leave this earth, following him to the place where he has gone already. He ascended into heaven which is different from being raised from the dead. While we know that Jesus was raised from the dead, celebrating the miracle of the resurrection every Easter, more than one person in the Bible died and was brought back to life only to die again years later. Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead, had a second funeral. Dorcas, whom Peter raised from the dead in the book of Acts, did as well. On the other hand, Jesus ascended into heaven. There is no headstone with his name on it. Where does his body lie? It was never buried. No one called May's Ward Dobbins to pick up his remains. He ascended into heaven. Up he went. He died on the cross, rose from the grave, and ascended into heaven, which is where we are going to. Then he went from here to there in the assurance that we will follow him where he leads. On this Ascension Sunday, what I want you to hear is that just as Moses led the people right through the sea, God is always in the business of taking us from one shore to the other, from this earth to the new heaven and new earth. Just as he took the Hebrew people from slavery in Egypt to freedom in the promised land, so he will lead us by the hand from this place to that golden shore. But did you hear how they were acting while they walked from one side of the sea to the other in our first scripture lesson. Did you hear it? When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies thundered. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea. Your path through the mighty waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Like a flock of what, I wonder? If there was that much thunder and rain, I imagine that Moses and Aaron led those people through the sea like a flock of wet and terrified sheep who were all trembling and shaking from one side of the sea to the other. Think of them and remember that there is a divine promise to celebrate today on Ascension Sunday, and there is also a human limitation for us to pay attention to. 
Today we remember the divine promise that just as he ascended into heaven and just as he sits at the right hand of the Father in the kingdom of heaven, so we will be there with him, for he will lead us from here to there. But there's also this human limitation that it is hard for us to follow because following him requires risk, requires trust, requires change, and I don't like change. We don't like change. Maybe we hate it. So while Moses and Aaron led the people like a flock of wet sheep from one side of the sea to the other, and it took hook and crook and cattle prod to get them to move, I can imagine him leading us from this life that we love to that golden shore as looking something like me taking our dog Junebug across railroad tracks. <laughs> our dog Junebug is so terrified of railroad tracks that we have to pick her up and carry her over. And so I can imagine that Jesus will have to carry me from here to there. So terrified am I at the thought of death. I don't want to go. I don't want anyone to go. Worse than the thought of my own passing is the thought of letting people I love go. Anything we can do to have more time with our loved ones, we do it. Though by faith we believe that following him to heaven might solicit in us even more hope than following Moses and Aaron from one side of the sea to the other. It's going to be good on the other side. That's the promise. The way C.S. Lewis said it, we are all like children making mud pies in a back alley who have received an invitation to the seashore. The seashore is beyond our imagination, so we are tempted to continue on with our mud pies, which we know, which we are comfortable with, but God has invited us to something better. Again and again, we come face to face with the promise of something better and the fear that we have of letting go to what we know. Preschool graduation was last week, and I wonder how many students would stay in our preschool forever if they could. They've learned their way around the church. They've walked through the halls. They know their teachers. They get plenty of snacks. Life is good in preschool. The thought of going from preschool to elementary school is a little scary for them, even though their teachers and their parents tell them how great it's going to be. One graduate received a note in her little lunch box on her last day of First Presbyterian Church Preschool. Her teacher read it to her. It was from her mother, and then her teacher told me what it said. It said, Darling, the next time I write a note to you and put it in your lunch box, 
you'll be in the cafeteria of Westside Elementary School. Think about that. How many kids have trouble going from what they know to what they don't know? How many adults have trouble going from what they know to what they don't know? How many of us are better at holding on tightly than letting go? I say we must get better at letting go lest we get stuck where we no longer belong. Growing up, one of my favorite books was Where the Red Fern Grows. You know that one? In that book, there's a farm boy named Billy who wants so badly to have two good hound dogs to trap raccoons with, but his father can't afford any. So Billy works hard and eventually saves enough money to order these two dogs, brother and sister, one he names Old Dan and the other Little Ann. He trains these two to tree raccoons, which is absolutely the most exciting way to catch raccoons, though his grandfather tells him another way to do it. To catch a raccoon in a trap, according to his grandfather, all you must do is drill a little hole in a log by a water source. At the bottom of the hole you drilled, you place something shiny, mica, or an old, old piece of a mirror. The raccoon will reach his hand down in there, forming a fist around the shiny object. Once his fist is formed, he can't pull his hand back out. All he must do to be free is to let go of the shiny thing while the raccoon would often rather hold on than let go and be set free. There is so much more to this life and the life to come than making mud pies in a back alleyway, but first we must let go. There's so much more out there to learn beyond the walls of our preschool. There is so much more that God has promised us. But to follow him to that further shore, we must push off from this one. We must let go of what we have now. We must be led through the parted sea or even walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He ascended into heaven. And he will lead us there to be with him, but, but listen to what the disciples did. As they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This is such a funny image. The disciples standing around, staring up into heaven. And so they are addressed with a strange question. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? That's what the two men in robes asked them. And my translation of their question is this. Why are you looking for Jesus in the place where he no longer is? 
they are still clinging to what they remember. And I get that. I think of some of the saints of this church who have gone on ahead of us. Do y'all remember Helen Jones? Helen Jones used to park her little red car right outside the glass front doors of our church. She would block my bike rack and park just right out there. Once the deacons holding the door told her she couldn't park there, so she threw them her keys and said, well, you move it. <laughs> Sometimes I stand and I look at the place that her car once was. But that's not where she is now. Likewise, today many of us look around this church and everywhere you look, Flora Speed once was. Someone said that Dr. Jim Speed was the pastor here from 1972 to 1999. And that's fine and good, but he was married to Mother Teresa. <laughs> she served food at Wednesday night supper. She was one of those who got Club 330, our after-school program started. She welcomed so many into this church. When we moved back here to Marietta, she invited us over, and more than once, she fed me and my family on her back porch. She was a fixture here. But don't look for her in these halls any longer. She is not here, for she ascended into heaven, and we will follow her there in our own time. Crossing that great sea, we will leave this place for a new heaven and a new earth where all those who have gone on before us will be waiting on that golden shore. Do not cling too tightly to this world. Do not cling so tightly to what is that you miss out on what will be. For he ascended into heaven. And we will follow him there. Alleluia. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.